To dishing up nutrition. I'm Joanne Rideout, registered and licensed dietitian, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Every week we teach you how nutrition, simply eating real food, can dramatically change your life. And before we get rolling, I want you to meet my co-host today, Brenna Thompson. Brenna is a registered and licensed dietitian. And between the two of us, we counsel clients in the Maple Grove, Wyzetta, and North Oaks offices. That is three of the six Twin Cities offices. Wow. We're all over the place, aren't we? Yes, we are. So yeah, we cover a lot of area just between the two of us. And people might be wondering what exactly it is that we do as dietitians. Because we aren't exactly what we would call your typical dietitians. No, definitely we are not. Brenna... We've worked, both worked in the traditional hospital setting as dietitians, and I've worked in long-term care also. But working for nutritional weight and wellness is very different. Each day we sit down with clients for up to two hours at a time. We listen to their stories, learn about their health history, and then teach them how to, food will interact with their body and with their own personal biochemistry. I think it's really amazing that we sit there. I mean, the initial consults, two hours. Exactly. And follow-ups are half hour to an hour. It's it's pretty intense. Yes. Yeah. And not only do we meet one-on-one with clients, but we also teach classes for businesses and corporations. I know, Joanne, you taught a class last week. I think I've taught two this week yes. or three. So, <laughs> yeah, we're busy. Lots of classes. Yes. And we, we teach community classes at churches, schools, and, of course, community wellness centers. Yes. And as nutrition experts, we have to wear a lot of different hats. So sometimes we have to be detectives and sometimes we're teachers. Many times we're problem solvers. And one problem I think we both have been solving for people recently are their allergies. So many clients are coming to us complaining of stuffy noses, itchy, watery eyes, and post-nasal drip. Definitely. And if this sounds like you, stay tuned because today's topic is all about allergies and sinus problems. We're going to give you nutrition tips on how to help your body stop reacting to all that pollen, as well as listing out some helpful supplements to support your immune system so you do not develop a sinus infection like I used to get about every year oh, or twice no? a year. Twice a year. Oh, yeah. that is too I, much. I haven't had one now for two and a half years. Oh, is that since you came to of Nutritional Weight and Wellness? Yep, it's good. Yeah, so let's talk about sinuses for a minute and help people understand what they are. Sinus cavities are the the air-filled pockets in our head. We have them in our forehead and our cheeks. These cavities, which are kind of like caves, are connected to our nose and throat by passages that are meant to help drain away the mucus. That's interesting. Caves in our heads. Caves. Like and, that description. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, well, it's what they are. Uh-huh. And many people can relate to having a sinus headache. They know that feeling of pressure right above their eyes or the pressure around their nose. And this mm-hmm. is what I didn't necessarily get sinus infections, but I would get sinus headaches. Yes. And they're so painful. Right. And it really can feel like someone or something is just pushing on your face. I always described it, it's like somebody's pushing on my eyeballs. Right. Yeah. And as the pain and pressure gets worse, many people get dizzy or nauseous. Yes. And sinus and headaches can occur when that excess mucus builds up in these cavities. And when the 
cavities become inflamed. I used to get those too. Yeah. And which means that as nutrition detectives, we have to help people figure out what causes their bodies to produce too much mucus and inflame the tissues in their sinus cavities. Yeah. And for so many people, seasonal spring allergies to trees, weeds, and grass pollen can trigger their bodies to produce extra mucus. And they really are bad this year. They really are. We were Extremely. talking <laughs> about this before we came on today. And I think I had heard that. So if you're looking at like a pollen count, mm-hmm. they say that high pollen is like 600. Wow. And this year the pollen count has been 16,000. Wow. Yeah. That's n- no wonder. No wonder. Yes. But other people also experience the same reaction to mold such as when there's wet leaves on the ground or even a damp day with lots of rain or in old buildings. That's one of my triggers. So it's being in the old buildings. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Or wet leaves. <laughs> so when mold, dust, or pollen enter our bodies through our nose or our mouth, our immune system goes on high alert. It knows that these are foreign substances that shouldn't be allowed in. So in order to trap the tiny pollen particles, our bodies produce a lot of mucus. So this mucus acts like flypaper. The pollen, dust, and mold get stuck in the muck, and then we blow it out of our nose. Mm, that yeah. is really appetizing. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as I, you know, with allergies being so bad this year, and I, I hadn't really been struggling with them for a while, and it, it's hitting everybody. Yeah. And I looked at Ryan one day, and I go, how can one body produce so much mucus? <laughs> It just kept coming. (laughs) So even though this excess mucus can be irritating, we do need it to trap other pathogens such as bacteria and viruses. Because without it, we would be much more susceptible to infections. Mm -hmm. And one question I've always pondered is why do some people experience seasonal allergies and others do not? That's a good question and one that I have also asked myself. Well, a specific part of our immune system called immunoglobulins, say that 10 times fast, (laughs) immunoglobulins, they identify the pollen or mold and mark it as dangerous. And some people inherit genes which tell their bodies to make lots of these immunoglobulins. When the invading pollen has been marked as dangerous, other substances in our bodies called histamines go to work. So many of our listeners are probably familiar with the word histamine. Because we always have taken antihistamine medications to relieve allergy symptoms, and when these histamines are released, they cause cell membranes to become more permeable. Instead of the sinus tissues having strong walls, the histamines tell them to become more porous and allow more fluid to seep through. These fluids then become the the mucus that cause stiff, stuffy, and runny noses. That's interesting. So it's like these histamines, they just... They open up all these little pores in our nose and let all that fluid through. Right. So now if you thought that was interesting, here's where things get really fun and sciencey. <laughs> so I always thought that my eyes watered in response to the pollen getting into my eyes, which that's part of it. It is part of it. It is part of it. So it's that pollen can be really irritating to our tissues. But actually, histamines are very similar to our neurotransmitters. And if that's a new word for people, neurotransmitters are brain chemicals. So they tell us if we're happy, we're sad, um, if we have cravings. Mm -hmm. But these histamines are similar to those neurotransmitters. And in high amounts, they actually bind to our serotonin and our dopamine receptors in our brain. 
and they block the appropriate chemical message. Now, Joanne, as nutrition experts, we know that when clients are low in dopamine, they may be weepy mm-hmm. or cry easily. Yep, that's true. Yes. And during peak allergy season, you may find yourself feeling a little more emotional and crying or having very watery eyes for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) And I can tell you this happened to me recently as I was trying to do some grocery shopping and was at the store blowing my nose a lot, you know, had pockets full of Kleenex. And by the time I got home, had taken the groceries upstairs, I just looked at my husband and I go, I'm just so tired of feeling crummy. (laughs) And it was just like this horrible breakdown. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like you get it out and you're fine. Of course. Yes. But, you know, now we just know that it's just our body producing lots of histamines and that they are blocking our brain's serotonin and dopamine receptors And we just don't feel like ourselves. Right. Yeah. Definitely interferes with the mood. Mm -hmm. So allergies are one place where we can blame our parents' genetics or connect to our family genetics. If one parent has seasonal allergies, we have a 50% of also developing those same allergies. But if both parents carry these specific genes, then our chances increase by up to 80%. So thankfully, there are steps you can take to reduce your body's production of immunoglobulins and histamines. Which we're going to have to get to when we come back from break. Mm -hmm. Now you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, a show brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I want to share a quick success story with you. Sandy was one of my very early clients, so I've been with Weight and Wellness for about three years now, and I think she and I met back in 2012, and when We started talking together. She was taking our Nutrition for Weight Loss series. But when we met during her initial consult, I found out that one of her biggest complaints was her chronic allergies. She was taking antihistamine medications year-round. Over the coming year, I helped Sandy transition to a dairy-free diet, as well as using several specific supplements, which we will discuss later in the show. And wouldn't you know it, but over time, her allergy symptoms lessened. She took fewer antihistamines, And she lost weight. Now, if you have questions today, give Joanne and I a call here in studio at 651-641-1071. And for people outside the listening area, you can also post questions to us on the Nutritional Weight and Wellness Facebook page for us to answer over the coming week. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Joanne Rideout, registered and licensed dietitian. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has some great classes coming up, and we wanted to let you know about them. First of all, on May 21st in our Wyzetta office, we are teaching Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation at 6.30 that evening. Participants in the past have told us that this simple one-night class has really helped them reduce their arthritis pain. So if you're looking to lose weight and have more energy, then you may consider attending the Jumpstart Your Metabolism class on May 21st at Central Middle School in Richfield, Minnesota at 6.30 p.m. So to sign up for these classes, call the Nutritional Weight and Wellness phone number 651-699-3438 or visit our website, weightandwellness.com. All right, so we're back here and we've been talking about sinuses, allergies, and I think before break, we were kind of touching on histamines a little bit. And just for anybody tuning in right now, let's go back and kind of I'm gonna recap, recap that, a that bit. just a touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people are familiar with histamines. They've taken antihistamine medication 
to relieve their allergy symptoms. And when those histamines are released, they cause the cell membranes to become more permeable. And that allows the sinuses to um, become more porous. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so that is what makes us produce more mucus. Yes. So really yummy stuff there. Yeah. (laughs) Now, as I mentioned before break or during break, one of my old clients had to give up dairy 100% to really see improvements in her allergy symptoms. And when I say dairy, I'm referring to anything that can be made from milk. So this includes obviously milk and chocolate milk and strawberry milk. Right. (laughs) But it also includes ice cream, yogurt, frozen yogurt, cream cheese, sour cream, cottage cheese, block or shredded cheese, pudding, and for some very sensitive individuals, even heavy whipping cream and butter. Right. And that just described what I had to give up, all dairy. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can have in dairy is a little bit of butter. That or some ghee. Have you used ghee? Yes, I have. Yeah, and that's that works good stuff. too. Yeah. It is. It is. And so for many people, dairy causes a histamine reaction and that leads to an increase in mucus production. Now, I have learned that if I eat yogurt or cottage cheese or in the summer, the occasional Izzy ice cream cup, yep. Yep. then my nose gets stuffed up within about five minutes. Right. And it's enough of an annoyance that I avoid these foods probably 99% of the time. Yeah. It's just, it's not worth it. I do too. Definitely. So giving up dairy can be a challenge. And cheese sticks and yogurt are easy on-the-go snacks for many of our clients. I know a lot of people have trouble getting giving those up. But when it makes a difference, it, it works. It's, yeah. So instead of a cheese stick, try replacing that with a beef stick from Thousand Hills Cattle Company or Grass Run Farms. These can be found at all of the local co-ops in Minnesota. And they're great. They, they are really delicious. They are a great option. Well, and another option I had almost forgot about was the, have you had the Ferndale turkey sticks? Yes. Yeah. So those they're are another good similar. one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are good. So instead of cottage cheese or yogurt, I recommend clients pack two slices of nitrate-free deli turkey meat along with some grapes and maybe some pecans. Now they have a perfectly balanced snack to keep them energized all afternoon. That sounds delicious. It does. Now, for many people, seasonal allergies can quickly turn their stuffy nose into a sinus infection. Yes, I used to get a lot of those. So when those sinus passages become swollen and inflamed, they no longer drain mucus as well as they should. So any bacteria stuck in the mucus can begin to multiply and invade the surrounding tissues That's what causes the infection. Yes, and we've got a couple of questions here. Should we go ahead and take those? Sure. All right, we have Dawn. Good morning. Do we have Dawn on the line? Good morning. Hi. Yes, do you have a question for us? I had one question. You mentioned you were talking about the different things you had to eliminate, and then you said instead of butter, ghee. What is that, and how do you spell it? So I can what explore. is ghee? Ghee is clarified butter, uh, and so it's where they've taken the butter and they've melted it down and really skimmed any of the remaining proteins out of it. And you'll see it's spelled G-H-E-E. Mm-hmm. G-H-E-E. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yep. Okay. And you can find it at the co-ops, at Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Um, oh. And it, it's okay. shelf-stable, so it's not in the dairy department. Right. Okay. Yeah, and you can just leave it in your cupboard. You don't have to refrigerate it. Perfect. Okay, thank you. I'm going to look for that. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. We've got another question. We have Cindy. 
Yeah, I've got a question. I use goat milk products. Is that um, a good replacement for milk products or not really? I'm going to let Joanne answer that one. Well, I thought it would be when I first started eliminating dairy and I tried having goat milk or goat milk cheese. I even tried sheep milk cheese. For some people it might work, but for me it did not. I, I'm not able to tolerate any of those dairy products. Cindy, are you still struggling with allergies? Oh, I do, yeah, on and off. I, I do, but um, not lately. But I do goat milk uh, yogurt almost daily. Okay. And I haven't, it doesn't seem to affect me too badly. Okay. I think I struggle more in the winter with sinuses. Okay. Another question, do you use then um, almond milk? I mean, that's almond milk or uh, those other kind of milk. Well, we would recommend using the unsweetened uh, carton almond milk Mm -hmm. or the unsweetened carton coconut milk or the canned coconut milk. And those would be good dairy replacements or milk replacements. Right. Those work well. Okay, good. Thank you. You're very welcome. We've got another caller. Good. Great. So we have Sherry. Yes. Hi, Sherry. This is Brenna. You're on Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? I do. My daughter has been having a problem um, breaking out in hives, and it comes. It happens when she um, oh, works out hard or gets hot or even just has kind of any flush-up emotion. Mm-hmm. And we took, to, we took her to the doctor, and the doctor just basically said, you know, that she just has a higher sensitivity to histamine on her skin surface and, you know, take Benadryl if it's bad. But I'm wondering if there isn't, you know, a food connection or if there's some diet piece of this that we should be looking at. Right. I've had a couple of clients with, uh, I think they call it like uticaria, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. Um, and oh, if she's eating a lot of dairy or a lot of gluten, um, some, maybe some other, oh, there's a whole list of like really high histamine foods. Um, but if they're frequently in her diet, they could be causing her to be very sensitive to that. Okay. So potentially removing especially dairy and gluten from her diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then during this time to kind of get her immune system to calm down, later on in the program, we're going to talk about a product called Dehist. Okay. And so right. that might be a good option to, during this transition, kind of get her, her system to just calm down a little bit so she's not reacting as much. Okay. All right. Well, I'll keep listening then. Well, great. So thank Thank you for your question. That was really good. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. So back to those sinus infections. So we've got too much mucus. Yes. In our nasal passages, the bacteria is getting stuck in there and causing that inflammation and the infection. Symptoms of a sinus infection are similar to your typical allergies, but tend to include more severe pain and pressure around the eyes thick yellow mucus, and fever. Yeah, definitely. And if left untreated, sinus infections can last for many weeks. Typical treatment can include antibiotics and a nasal decongestant to thin and loosen the mucus. All right, so we're going to have to continue talking more about mucus when we come back from break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Brenna Thompson, registered and licensed dietitian. Does heart disease run in your family? Maybe several of your family members have died at an early age from a heart attack or stroke. Or maybe you yourself have high blood pressure and high cholesterol. 
Let the nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness help. We meet with clients every day to discuss how eating bacon, not bagels, will help reduce your risk of heart disease. If you follow a low-fat diet but continue to see your cholesterol numbers go up, it's time to learn why those whole grains may not be so heart-healthy after all. To schedule a consult, call any of our Minnesota Twin Cities locations at 651-699-3438. For people outside the Twin Cities, Nutritional Weight and Wellness does offer both phone and Skype consults. But if you've got questions for Joanne or I, call the studio today at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a nutrition counseling company. I want to give you a quick immune-supporting and allergy-bursting. Busting. Busting, sorry. (laughs) Well, it would burst, I guess it would burst it, too. (laughs) Breakfast idea. It's not cereal, because that has too much sugar. It's not yogurt, because dairy causes excess mucus production. And it's not a granola bar. There's no protein in those. So what about some turkey sausage? That's right. I love making the nutritional weight and wellness turkey breakfast sausages and eating them along with sautéed vegetables such as peppers, onions, and asparagus for a balanced breakfast. And some people even just don't make them into patties, but just use it as ground, mm-hmm. ground-flavored ground sausage meat to, to throw into a, a stir-fry with veggies. It's great. So you can find our delicious turkey sausage recipe at weightandwellness.com. So click on the resources tab for this recipe and many others. That is a great recipe. It's delicious. Yes. I guess over break we had somebody call in and they had a question about um, from, I believe, last week's show about histamines and depression. Mm -hmm. And we kind of touched on that earlier in the show just a little bit about how when we have high histamine they will bind with our serotonin and our dopamine receptors, meaning that the serotonin and dopamine that we have in our brain can't get into their specific receptor sites and send those messages of like good moods, happiness, mm-hmm. um, high self-esteem, right. reduced cravings. Yes. So, and I think their question was specifically related to depression. Mm-hmm. And we know that people who have low serotonin or low dopamine, or if their receptors are blocked, Mm -hmm. that they might experience anxiety and depression. Yes. So I hope we answered their question. Joanne, do you have any other? Well, the other thing we talk about when we're, you know, kind of teaching about neurotransmitters is too, is like sometimes gluten or dairy, gluten or sugar or Mm -hmm. alcohol, trans fats, those are the things that can block the receptors. So even if you, you know, aren't really sure... Right. about the food sensitivities, those are things that can actually make the neurotransmitters respond less. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of different things can block those good brain chemicals, making us feel depressed. Now, before break, again, we were talking about how sinus infections yes. happen, too much <laughs> mucus in those sinus cavities, those sinus caves, and then they're getting all that bad bacteria stuck in there. And we get an infection. Mm-hmm. And Joanne, you have mentioned that you I used to get a lot many. of them. I have had many. And, yeah. and I'm so glad to be sinus infection free. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and so our typical treatment includes antibiotics. And many of our longtime listeners know that at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we're not the biggest fans of antibiotics. <laughs> especially when they are used frequently because that can deplete our good intestinal bacteria and make us more susceptible to then recurrent infections constipation, 
or diarrhea. However, sometimes they are required so that the sinus infection doesn't spread and become something like an ear infection or just a systemic infection throughout the rest of our body. Right. And often we recommend that people, if they do, are taking antibiotics, that still do continue to take the probiotics, just making sure there's a couple hours space there so that it doesn't wipe the, the good, good new bacteria stuff out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. And besides avoiding dairy to decrease mucus production, I always recommend my clients avoid sugar and processed carbs. So those foods such as bagels, pasta, baguettes, milk, chocolate, and Skittles even will increase the inflammation and even inflammation in the sinus passages. So sugar also decreases that immune function. And this means that if a person is already struggling with allergies, sitting down to a bowl of ice cream and cookies will lower their immune function and make them more susceptible to developing a sinus infection. So instead of cookies and ice cream, how about having a bowl of fresh berries or a sliced peach with a few tablespoons of canned coconut milk poured over them. If you need a little bit of crunch, top it with some chopped macadamia nuts. And did you know that you can actually whip coconut milk? Yes. It's so good. It it's really so good. easy. I know I think last year or so on our Facebook page, we had, mm-hmm. um, I think we've got directions on how to do that. We do. It's really easy and delicious. Yeah. Yep. And we do have a caller on the line. So Miss Faye... You have a question for us? Who? Hello, is this Faye? Yes, this, yes, it is. Hi. Um, it's not a question. I just have a recommendation for a cheese substitute. Okay, let's and hear it. It is called Heidi Ho. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that one. I have not seen that. Yeah, it's delicious plant-based cheese, and it's made from vegetables, nuts, and chia seeds. This particular one that I have, and I've got the smoky chia cheese. Oh. Oh. It, it's just delicious. Well, thank you. So what was that called again? Heidi Ho, H-E-I-D-I-H-O. Well, thank you for the tip. I know. Yeah, thank you. That sounds great. And yeah. evidently, if I, if I have this information correctly, um, this <clears throat> these people were on Shark Tank. Oh. <laughs> I believe that's where they got their start. That's wow. where they got their start. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's and I'm fun. new to this product, but um, this is the first one I've tried, and it comes in different flavors, mm-hmm. and I'm anxious to try the other ones, too. So the real question, Faye, is does it melt? You know, <clears throat> I haven't tried that yet. Okay. Oh, it does serve hot or cold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it would, but okay. I haven't tried it. All right. Well, we'll have to check that out. Thank you for the tip. Yes, Absolutely. thank you. I love your program. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, so we're talking about whipping some coconut milk, putting that on some sliced peaches or berries. Yep. Now, imagine if you had recently been on a round of antibiotics, which had not only killed the bad bacteria, but also killed a lot of your good bacteria. And now it's allergy season and your nose is getting stuffy. Mm -hmm. If you eat a cheeseburger with a bun and drink a soda... The cheese, the sugar, and the processed carbs are going to lower your immune function. And if any bad bacteria get stuck in your sinus passages, you'll be much more likely to develop another sinus infection. That's right. So to help support proper immune function and restore good bacteria in the gut, I recommend my clients take two acidophilus capsules at bedtime. Many of our longtime listeners may be familiar with us discussing bifidobacteria, for good gut health. 
But acidophilus is similar, but it tends to live more in our stomach, a little more acidic, and helps us fight off fungal infections. And if we have more bad bacteria in our gut, or if we have excess yeast in our gut, these pathogens can backwash up our esophagus at night when we lay down to sleep. Then they multiply in our sinus cavities, making us very susceptible to sinus infections. That does not sound good. No, it's that's bad. <laughs> Supplementing with acidophilus at night helps to repopulate our stomach with the good bacteria that will push out the bad bacteria and the yeast. And we've got a question here about sugar, I believe. Good morning, Miss Mary. You have a question for us? Yeah, question when you're tracking or keeping kind of count about how much sugar you're eating, do natural sugars like in fruits count the same as processed sugars? Oh, that's a good question. Um, So we really look at total carbohydrates. Right. So we help people kind of understand that all carbohydrates, whether it's um, a piece of bread or a potato, or an apple, those carbs are all going to break down and turn into sugar in our body. Okay. Okay. So if we are trying to avoid excess sugar, you know, that does mean too much fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or too much potato. Right. Now, certainly I would rather you eat those kinds of foods than something that has added processed sugar in it, like ice cream or cookies or um, crackers, cereal. So okay, I eat a lot of fruit, you know. Then I started kind of hearing about you know too much sugar, and I thought, well, I'm eating a lot of sugar, but it's natural. Does that count the same? <laughs> it kind of does. So I would, okay, you know, I always tell people if you want to eat a serving of fruit, you got to eat three servings of vegetables. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Lots of All veggies. Right. Thank that you, helps. Mary. All right, we've Thank got you. another question here, Miss Lisa. Yeah. Good morning. Hi, you're on Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, my husband suffers from massive allergies and also has oral allergy syndrome. So it literally prohibits him from eating any raw fruit and vegetable and most cooked ones. So it is a struggle to get him to eat, you know, what we would consider healthy. Uh, do you have any suggestions about what to do? with that or what types of things he can substitute or add in? That is a really tough one. Joanne, have you worked with anybody who's had that? I have not, but I, I actually have some food sensitivities myself, and I really try to, I try to avoid the, some of the, I think paying very close attention to the things he tolerates and the things he doesn't is one approach. But then as many things, both fruits and vegetables that you can eat cooked, are definitely and more gravitating toward the cooked vegetables generally are less histamine producing mm-hmm. than than even some of the cooked fruits. So and I think you have to kind of be very careful treading right. lightly with that. I've got one client who's very similar to your husband and it is definitely a challenge. Um, I think part of it could also be looking at maybe any other processed foods that he's eating. Um, if he's doing a lot of like deli meats that have nitrates Mm-hmm. or nitrites in them, I think those can continue to cause some inflammation, mm-hmm. continuing him being more reactive to these okay. other foods. I'd also make sure that the foods that he does tolerate are the ones that he can kind of like fudge with a little bit sometimes mm-hmm. and have in small amounts. Just have them rotating through his yes. diet. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is it's canned green beans or canned wax beans. Ooh. Oh, that, that is... That is the extent of the vegetables wow. that he can eat. 
Sometimes he can eat cooked carrots. Okay. They're cooked to the point of... Mush. Mush, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's it. Maybe once a year he can have a couple bites of apple. Okay. Um, but that is literally it. I mean, we've been struggling for 10 years, and it's, you know, I didn't believe him at first, but wow. now I And do. I was wondering, um, too, if, if does it react differently if he has it, like, sautéed in, like, coconut milk or olive oil or, or in, a, in a fat differently than just steamed? No. Okay. Hmm. You know, it's, Lisa... It's, 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 a, it's a really tough one, and, and we mm-hmm. have been struggling. I'm just looking for any, you know... Okay. I would make a consult with one of the nutritionists. There, yeah. I okay. think we got to work on some immune function there for sure. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent, ladies. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. And we yep. do have to go to our last break today. Now, are you tired of always having to take your antihistamines? Maybe it makes you drowsy, or maybe they make you feel drier all, all over. Instead of the usual Zyrtec, Allegra, or Claritin, I recommend clients try taking a natural antihistamine called Dehist. This product contains quercetin, vitamin C, bromelain, and stinging nettles. These four ingredients help quiet your immune system and relieve seasonal allergy symptoms. The starting dose is two capsules, three times per day, away from food. As your symptoms get better, many clients find that one to two capsules per day is enough to give them lasting relief. But when we come back, Joanne will discuss another great allergy-busting supplement. Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Joanne Rideout, licensed and registered dietitian. Before break, Brenna mentioned that many of our clients find allergy relief by taking Dehist. I also take that daily. I've been doing that for a couple of years now, and that has really helped me a lot. Um, I also find that clients with chronic sinus congestion can benefit also when they take Sinitrol. This supplement acts as a natural decongestant and immune booster. So N-acetylcysteine, ginseng, and turmeric help thin those nasal mucuses and help making the sinus cavity a less friendly place for bacteria. So three capsules in the morning of Sinutrol is all you need. You can order any of these supplements we have mentioned today on the Nutritional Weight and Wellness website, weightandwellness.com. Or stop into any of our six Minnesota Twin City locations to pick up a bottle for yourself. And I have to say, I finally got on board a couple weeks into my allergies, you know, going haywire Mm -hmm. and started taking the dehist again myself. And it's like by the end of the first day of taking it, it, I could tell a difference. Right. It really does help. And I take it all year round because I also have the dust and mold allergies. Mm So it works great. You mentioned that you take two capsules. I take two capsules every morning, okay. all year round, and then I add a third one in if it's like a real rainy day where it's damp and kinda I like need this, to add a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This past week? Yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah. like this past week. Great. Now, before break, we had been talking about how you know too much sugar will lower our immune function and maybe if we've had an immune or if we've had a sinus infection... Mm-hmm. And we have that bad bacteria. We go on antibiotics. The antibiotics kill off our the bad bacteria, but also our good bacteria. And Joanne, you had been talking a little bit about acidophilus yep. and your recommendations for that. Right. And how that can help. So, yeah, go ahead and 
yeah, we, we do recommend supplementing with acidophilus because it helps. It's a little bit more acidic and it helps keep the good bacteria um, working well and it keeps pushing out the bad bacteria. Right. And along with avoiding dairy and sugar and processed carbohydrates, using a neti pot can help clean out those sinus passages and prevent bacteria or fungal infections from really taking hold. And for people who don't know what a neti pot is, it's this little thing. It kind of looks like a tea kettle, like a little teapot almost, but it's got a really long spout on it. And you, you can buy them anywhere. I've seen them at Walgreens, at Target, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of stores are carrying them. And you fill it up with kind of room temperature water and you make this little saline solution. It's got a little salt in it and a little baking soda. Mm-hmm. And then you get yourself a towel and some paper towels and <laughs> lean your head over a sink. Yeah. And you basically use the one little spout end of it. And I'm using my hands to describe this to Joanne. <laughs> so I'm sure I look <laughs> silly here. But it's like you lean your head over the sink and you stick the little nozzle in one nostril of your nose and you slowly let the water kind of trickle up into those sinus cavities yes. and start to wash everything out. And it should technically like come out the other side. And mm-hmm. then you blow your nose a little bit. And yeah, it takes a little practice. It takes a little practice. <laughs> you do it on the other side and you get everything cleaned out. And I, for a while, thought that you could use those little like baby nose things uh-huh. to basically do the same effect. Sure. But I learned this past week that you can't. Because you need it to be, instead of kind of that forceful, like kind of really getting that water up there, you really want that gentle trickle of Mm -hmm. the neti pot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So even though they aren't very pleasant, many people, (laughs) including I have a client, her name is Liz, and she does a neti pot every morning because she was suffering from reoccurrent like once or twice a month. Right. It seemed like she would get sinus infections. Yeah, a lot of people use those. And yes. Very effective. So maybe using a net of neti pot sounds a little intimidating, but another way to do this is to create a steam bath or a steam facial over a sink with hot running water and a towel over your head to loosen mucus. That will then make it easier to blow out. I remember my mom used to do this when mm-hmm. she when I was young. I watched her do this. So find a tactic that works best for you. Right. And I think you know you can do the, the hot running water in the sink. You can also get like a large pot and just boil water in the pot. Yep. And I've mm-hmm. also heard people will take, I think it's eucalyptus. Or Vicks. Or um, something like that. Yeah. They'll take some of the, what are those? The essential oils. Oh. And put that, like, would be, that would be even better. Yeah. So you've got, the, you boil the water and then take a drop or two of that mm-hmm. essential eucalyptus oil, put that in there, yeah. and then kind of do the towel over your head, get a nice little steam facial going on. Yeah. But yeah, so lots of different things. Yes, it's food, but, and it can, and supplements can help, but then we also have to look at some of those lifestyle things. Right. Um, other tips that we've kind of picked up over the years Uh, One that I was hearing recently was, you know, washing your sheets even twice a week. Yeah. Uh, If your windows are open, Mm -hmm. I never thought about this, but if your windows are open and you're getting pollen into your house. Oh, yeah. It gets stuck on your rugs, on your bedding, on your drapery. Definitely. You know, and you can imagine if you're laying down on a pillow and you've got all that 
pollen yeah. floating around on there. I don't know, yeah. Joanne, do you wash your sheets twice a week? No, I don't. Oh. I, I probably should wash them more. But the other thing, too, I mean, is, too, if, if you have an allergy to, like, dust, you know, just, like, even mm-hmm. if you, you know, putting your bedspread in the dryer or putting your pillows in the dryer and some of those kind of things that can help um, kind alleviate of, that dust and kind of dissipate that. Right. And for the for people who suffer with the mold allergies, the one product that we didn't necessarily talk about today is one called Aquaflora. Right. And that's more of a homeopathic mm-hmm. remedy that for people, I know, Joanne, I don't know, have you used that I've one? I've used that one. Actually, that was really helpful in the very beginning when I first started working at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Dar told me that I should give give that a try because she, she could see I was coming down with a cold and it was in the fall. So that was my typical mold type time of year. And I did try the Aquaflora and you do two bottles of phase one, two bottles of phase Phase two, two two bottles of the high potency, but just two tablespoons of this um, pretty clear liquid. And, you know, in the morning every day for about three months, three, four months, really cleared it up for me. And that I, I believe that's what got the yeast out of my system and then helped me be sinus infection free for well, that's awesome. Two and a half years now. And it's a liquid. It doesn't really taste like anything. <laughs> no, no. So that's always It nice. works very well. Yeah. And which also means that you can give it to kids. Yes. Right. Yes. Now, okay. So today it's kind of that point where we say, you know, ask yourself, what two things can you do this week to lessen your allergy symptoms? Are you willing to give up dairy? And yeah, that, that includes cheese, yes. cottage cheese, yogurt. Yes. That's yeah. a hard Yogurt's hard for people. But it is a hard one, but it makes a huge difference. It's worth it. And yeah. you can buy coconut yogurt. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or are you willing to not eat sugar? Could you try using a neti pot or doing a steam facial? Maybe you already do those things. And so you're thinking, I'm going to take some dehist, cyanotrol, or acidophilus. Maybe that's your next step. Well, have a great weekend, everyone. Yes. Thanks for being on, Joanne. Thank you for your, for being on too, Brenna. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Yes. Life, I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.